Here at Miss Teacher Mom, we recognize the great privilege and responsibility that we have as parents to educate our children. Beyond math and phonics, this also includes building their characters, molding their hearts, and reaching their souls. A burden too big to carry on our own. We sense the call to missional motherhood, but we could use some help from those who have more experience and wisdom than us. So we're calling upon some wonderful godly women and men to encourage and equip us as we seek to raise our kids with eternity in mind. Thank you so much for joining us on the Miss Teacher Mom podcast. As you probably know, we are working through a five-part series on creating a vision for your family. I'm here with Mel. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Caitlin. Yeah, so today we're talking about having a physical vision, so a vision for your children's, for their bodies, and everything that encompasses having a physical form. We've already talked about other things such as having a vision in general, having a spiritual vision and an emotional vision, and our children have bodies. So I really want to talk to you about that today because I think it can be often neglected, but it's important. So we're surrounded by secular messages ranging from idolizing fitness and sexualizing our bodies to beautifying unhealthy food addictions and eating our emotions. What did you and Robert come up with as you purposely planned how you'd raise your children to think about and treat their bodies? What was, in a sense, your physical vision for your children? Well, I think I first want to say again that all of this talk, this series about creating a vision for your family might feel a little overwhelming. And I know if I was the one listening to this, that my driven perfectionistic tendencies would come out in full force and I would like immediately feel the burden of creating lists and looking up scripture and purchasing whatever I need to implement this um, and, and all that goes with that. So I just, I want to just say to those listening that I hope these conversations about vision will not burden you to do or burden you with more things to do, but that will just bless you with some inspiration and ideas. Your vision doesn't need to be a list written in calligraphy, framed, posted on the wall, or an Excel spreadsheet checked off rigidly, though I think writing it down could be helpful. But I think there is a lot of value in just sitting down, praying, thinking through what you envision and hope for your own kids. Otherwise, those long days turn into very short years and you realize you, you haven't really implemented some of the things that were really important to you. So just thinking about a physical vision, in my mind, this has to do with exactly the things you just mentioned, body image, our, our physical form, food, uh, physical activity, how to be a good steward of our bodies. And in God's word, as um, you, you already know, mentions the care of our bodies several times. A couple of places where that where you can find those verses are um, 1 Corinthians 3 and 1 Timothy chapter 4. This is what 1 Corinthians 3 verses 16 through 17 says. Do you not know that you are a temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? If any man destroys the temple of God, God will destroy him, for the temple of God is holy, and that is what you are. So these verses seem to get, indicate that we will somehow be held accountable for the care of our bodies. We should not destroy them. Um, and then 1 Timothy 4.8 says that bodily discipline is only of little profit, 
but godliness is profitable for all things since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. So though that verse is talking about training yourself for godliness above all other training, I think it also implies that we um, should be training and disciplining our bodies as well, caring for them. So just realizing that our body is a temple of God. This is, it's, it's where God dwells, which is crazy to think about. And that God expects the care and not the destruction of our bodies. I think our physical vision for our kids um, is simply to instill in them that their bodies are gifts from God. Their body is the place where, um, if they're a believer, where he lives inside of them by a spirit. And therefore, care should be taken their bodies. So I remember saying things to my kids when they were little, like, your body needs rest at nap times when they didn't want to sleep. Or your body needs some fuel for from healthy food at, at meal times when they didn't want to eat. Or that's not a very good way to take care of your body if they weren't, for example, riding or wearing a helmet if while they were riding their bikes, things like that. Yeah, I think that that's really helpful. You're painting a, a wholesome picture. I think as we raise our kids, we do want to keep the word of God mm -hmm. at the forefront of our minds. And I think those examples that you're giving are really helpful, especially in an age where I think we can just be really careless and not think about what we're teaching our kids or how we're training them, even with the habits that we're instilling in them knowingly or unknowingly. Um, can you share more about what this practically looks like at various ages for your kids? Sure. Um, I have to say that we, we didn't really have a formal physical vision written down. We just had some ideas in mind. And so in daily life, we just tried to emphasize eating healthy, getting plenty of rest, playing outside, participating in sports or dance, um, you know, seeing the doctor and the dentist for regular checkups. Um, things like that, just overall good habits for a healthy lifestyle. And then I think we tried to de-emphasize body types and sizes or saying things like, she's so pretty or he's so handsome or they're fat or overweight or ugly. In fact, we purposefully almost never mentioned weight or diets or appearance. I, I especially raising a girl, so my daughter is my youngest, and just thinking about raising her, I did not ever want her to hear me say that I thought I looked overweight or I need to go on a diet and really restrict myself or that I'm not pretty. When I look in the mirror, I complain about what I see there. So in no way did I want those ideas planted in my daughter's or my son's minds, though they seem to come pretty natural anyway. <laughs> So I remember this story um, when my daughter was about five years old. She got into our car and we sat down to go somewhere. And she said, as she sat down and looked at herself, I don't like the way my leg spreads out when I sit down. So she's talking about her thigh and looking straight down at her thigh. And, and as a five-year-old saying it's spreading out when she sits down. And I was just shocked and disheartened by this. She was barely kindergarten age, never really exposed to any media or movies or TV with these ideas. And still somehow she got in her mind that her body 
was unattractive and doing something it shouldn't be doing. So I was just really truly stunned and even more motivated to instill in her a healthy body image and just this knowledge that she's beautiful because she's made by God and he only makes beautiful things. Um, so practically speaking, I think the most helpful things we did with food were just eating healthy foods ourselves as parents and offering them healthy snacks and meals with no alternatives and then limited sweets. So I can talk a little bit more about that um, in a moment, but we also, along with that, just encouraged a lot of outdoor and creative play and limited screen time, just sitting around watching a screen all throughout their childhood. You know, that's so much harder for moms today than it was for me back then. You, you have so many more screens and opportunities on a screen than I did. So I, I it's especially hard now. Um, I think especially in the summer, we gave screen time as a reward for outdoor play and also as a reward for time spent reading, drawing, or building. Even when they got into their teens, we rewarded time outside and just physical creative things with screen time. So as they got into the elementary school years, they always played an organized sport or participated in like a dance or gymnastics class. I don't think it always has to be like an organized sport or a formal class that you pay for, but this is just what we did. Um, and then in the middle school years, it looked very much the same. They, they chose a sport to play. Um, in high school, they each joined a sports team with our local high school. So even though my kids were homeschooled, I felt we were very fortunate that the school was really um, receptive to having homeschoolers play on their sports teams. And then uh, between, I, we, I think we may have mentioned this before, but between the ages of 12 and 13, we gave them a, a series of challenges. And one of those was that they run a 5K race, which is about three miles. So they would have a personal challenge and then they would also just be in this race atmosphere where they see other people just engaging in a healthy lifestyle. I have a question off the cuff, so it's okay if you don't really have a response, but can you chat more about your daughter? I think we're all going to experience those shocking moments where our kids, sons or daughters, really struggle with their body image or someone makes fun of them or says something or they hate something about themselves. Can you talk more about how you guys intentionally trained your kids to love the way that the Lord made them? I, I really think it was mostly regarding my daughter. I'm sure my sons had hangups about the way that they looked, um, probably had more to do with the size of their muscles, <laughs> things like that. But it was my daughter and I think girls in general, and I can speak personally, um, that it's just more of a struggle and the, the images that we're bombarded with um, we just are constantly comparing ourselves to those images and always feeling like we don't measure up. So it was oftentimes a daily conversation about um, her being created in the image of God, uh, her being beautiful, um, how even sometimes it had to be a conversation about not how not liking your body or the way that you look in the mirror um, could be offensive to the Lord because he is the one who shaped and formed you exactly as you are. And 
I have to say that um, <laughs> it took a while for that to take. This was a constant conversation through, I mean, I've already told you the story about her being five and then on into elementary, middle, high school. I think it really intensified in middle and high school so much so that I actually pulled her out of her homeschool program for one year because not only her physical appearance, but just her intellect. And in every way she was comparing herself to these other lovely, wonderful girls that were her close friends, but she was just feeling so intimidated and like she was not worthy. And so we really had to spend a year building confidence into her praying for the, that exact thing. I think that's the thing I've prayed for most for my daughter is confidence in Christ. Yeah. I think it's, eye-opening that you're saying that even your kids who were homeschooled struggled with body image. Like sometimes parents decide to homeschool their kids because we think we're protecting them from the world, which is fine, but it's deceitful to think that, or deceptive to think that you're going to protect them from everything because you can't. Sin lives within us. Weakness lives within us. The world is around us and we live in the world. So a fallen world. So we're going to struggle with a lot of the same struggles that kids deal with no matter how they're schooled. And we'd be naive to think that our daughters are not going to struggle with these same exact things. Is there anything you would do differently or even any wisdom you would add? I know you mentioned just really praying to the Lord and asking him to help her and having those daily conversations, which is so helpful because I think most parents don't have those conversations. We're not looking at what our kids are struggling with and being proactive, but I just didn't know if there was anything. I feel like there might be moms who are thinking about this. Maybe their kids are already struggling with this or they're thinking, wow, that day is going to come. Mm -hmm. Is there any other wisdom regarding helping our kids with body image that you would provide? Well, I do think the problem started in the garden <laughs> um, because as soon as sin entered, the world, Adam and Eve are covering their nakedness and they're ashamed. Mm -hmm. And shame just wasn't a thing before sin entered the world. And so I think that's why at five years old, my daughter was ashamed of her tiny little five-year-old legs. It, it was, like you said, it's kind of inherent in us with, with the sin that's in us is this shame regarding who we are. You're right. And even as we look at our children and their struggles or their future struggles, we can see that we deal with the same thing or have or do momentarily here and there. How has your husband helped your daughter alongside of you? I'm wondering if like that encouragement from a male perspective from dad is also helpful, that this isn't necessarily a battle moms should fight on their own. Oh, absolutely. I think, I think the best things dads do are yes, to tell their daughters uh, that they're beautiful, although they just don't believe you. <laughs> they think you're supposed to say that stuff. So um, I still think it needs to be said. And I think dads should do that. But the other two things that I think uh, my husband did, and I think all dads should um, strive for is to just be physically affectionate with them, to give them big hugs and um, greet them with warmth and affection and, um, and say goodbye with a hug and just really show that acceptance with physical, just affection with their love. And the other thing 
is to engage their mind. So one thing that my husband has done for my daughter is have conversations. I mean, lately, now that she's a little older, but this has always happened. They will sit at the breakfast table drinking coffee, talking about current events or theology. And she has grown so much in her confidence because her dad values her opinion. He, he treats her as someone worthy to talk about higher minded things with. And she, I think learned because of that, that there's so much more to a woman than her physical appearance. Mm, That's so helpful. That's encouraging. I want to end this episode with one more question and that's about us moms. Um, As an adult, I can even attest to bad eating habits that I'm currently working on with the Lord and the temptation to seek food in response to a myriad of emotions instead of seeking the Lord. Um, Are there words of encouragement or resources that you can share for moms who want to work through having a healthier relationship with food or wanting to help our older children to do that? Yeah, I would, I think I would first encourage again, time in God's word and prayer, read, read his word, read the scriptures that have to do with stewardship and our bodies being temples of his spirit. Ask the Lord to transform your own perspective and your own habits. And I think if, if healthy living is not something you're currently doing, just ask the Lord to help you start with small steps. So it could be anything. It could be have a fruit infused sparkling water instead of a soda or take a walk and listen to a podcast rather than sit in front of Netflix for another hour, you know, things like that. Just small things, um, small steps that turn into good habits. One thing I would encourage moms to do is to share that healthy eating journey with their kids whenever it's appropriate. Now, I, I wouldn't talk a lot about dieting and weight, but I would share your desire to eat healthy and include them in your efforts to do that. Teach them about the food groups, which ones are best. Ask for their input in planning menus and choosing recipes and even cooking. And I would even encourage you to plan sweets and treats together too. Maybe limit them to special celebrations like birthdays. And we always had, you know, a big lunch after church and we'd have a big dessert with lunch on Sunday. So that was kind of a special day to have a dessert. But show kids that all foods can be enjoyed unto the Lord at appropriate times. Another fun thing we did was we would check out cookbooks. I would check out adult cookbooks, but my daughter especially would check out some kids' cookbooks from the library, and we actually ordered some and and kept some here. They have just the best photos, and it's kind of inspiring that kids could maybe make their own healthy meal. And so that's another thing my kids loved doing. Danielle Walker is a a woman, she's a cookbook author, and I follow her on Instagram. She's one of my favorite people to follow there. And she has three beautiful young children that are always in the kitchen with her. And I just love, I love, you know, recently her three-year-old was eating a huge artichoke, like pulling the leaf between her little three-year-old girl's teeth and sucking out the pulp from the artichoke leaf. Like it's a perfectly normal thing for a three-year-old to do. (laughs) So I just love that inspiration and how she does show you when you introduce these healthy foods early and like it's the normal part of our life, um, kids will embrace it. So I had sort of a defining moment regarding my kids and food. So when my oldest was about two years old, he came down with this terrible, terrible stomach virus. Um, Just really took a while to 
get him back on track for him to recover. So as he was recovering, I was giving him, you know, all the typical stuff like Pedialyte, Gatorade, just go easy on his stomach for a while. So later we had a follow-up appointment with his pediatrician and the doctor asked how he was doing after his stomach virus. And I mentioned that he was, he would refuse. He was no longer drinking milk or water that he would only drink now Gatorade. (laughs) So in a moment that I am immensely grateful for, the doctor looked at me gently, but he said firmly, you are the mom. He will drink what you give him. No child ever starved or became dehydrated in a home where there was food and water. <laughs> so this, this small moment was a serious milestone in my parenting. I had forgotten that I was the mom and I was in charge of making good food choices for my kids. And it was so hard to turn that corner because when you give them an inch, as you know, moms, they tend to take a mile and pretty soon their diet consists of only red sugary liquids and hot dogs. So I realized the battle that was before me in that moment, but also the responsibility that I had to carry out this vision for physical health for my family. That is so helpful. Thank you. I feel like You and I will have to talk later because I could use some specific input on that. But we're going to end the episode here. And I'm so thankful for your time. And I'm excited to chat with you next week about having an educational vision for your kids. Thanks, Caitlin. I hope that today's episode has encouraged and equipped you to raise your children with eternity in mind. And remember, we are not doing this alone. As Christians, God wills us to will and to work for His good pleasure. We are trusting in the finished work of Christ, and we're empowered by His Holy Spirit. If this episode has been helpful to you, could you please write a review for other moms and share this podcast with your friends? For more information and the show notes, check out MissTeacherMom.com. And please join us next week for the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.